Hello, real estate world. Welcome to the Nova Show, real estate records. This is Nuria Rivera, owner of Novation Title. I wanted to create the space for you guys to be able to share success stories, but not only success stories, I also wanted you guys to be able to share raw stories, everything that you have learned from the failures, the lessons, the wins. This is a space for our community to come together so that we can help each other rise to the next level. This is a space to be vulnerable, and this is a space for us to all be able to support each other in this real estate world. Please enjoy this episode. Okay, hello and welcome to the Nova Show Real Estate Records. Thanks for having us, Courtney. You're welcome. Thanks for coming. So I'm Courtney Rydalch, your host for today's episode. I'm so excited to be here with our guests, Marcella Torres and Josh Haley. Thank you so much for joining me today. You are so welcome. Anything for Courtney. Oh, thank you. And ovation. (laughs) (laughs) So I met Marcella first. Just to give you a little bit of history, Marcella has the most amazing SOI I have ever encountered. So I met you personally before getting into the industry. And then through Marcella. Very strategic, I should say. (laughs) (laughs) And then I met Josh, of course, through Marcella. So just to give our listeners um, an idea of who we're talking with today, Marcella is an agent that exploded into the market two years ago and has definitely taken Salt Lake City by storm. Josh is a lender who is intimidatingly smart, but has a way of breaking down the numbers that I think anybody would be lucky to have a lender like you in their corner. So thank you. Welcome. I love that. (laughs) Let's get started and dive in. So I know that I'm going to be asking a lot of general questions today. Either one of you feel free to pop in. So Marcella, tell us about yourself. Where are you from? Where'd you grow up? Um, well, I was born in California, moved here to Utah really young. So I would say I'm essentially born and raised in Salt Lake City and then um, for the last 19 years in Taylorsville. Well, what do you like about living in Taylorsville? I love Taylorsville um, because it gives my kids the best environment to grow up in. I can send my four-year-old out to play, my nine-year-old out to play, and I know that all of the moms in the neighborhood are watching out for the kids. We have a group chat, um, and we can say, like, hey, who has so-and-so? And um, That's the dream. You know, it really is, and it's awesome because I live one house down from my mom, and um, that's great for child care purposes, but also for eating purposes. Um, just, <laughs> I love being close to my mom. So, um, well, feeding two boys is yeah, not Taylorsville <laughs> is honestly a great neighborhood and property value is so great in Taylorsville too. So excellent in there. Josh, what about you? So originally I was born in California. My dad was in the Navy, so we bounced around a lot around the coast. Okay. And then we had decided to go up to Washington for a little bit. So we lived up there for a while, and then my dad decided to retire from the Navy. Okay. And we ended up coming here to Utah. Why Utah specifically? So we actually had these neighbors, uh, Cliff and Martha Montanoli, and they were like, hey, we're moving out to Utah. You guys should should come out here and, you know, check out the area. Um, My brother has autism, so my parents were wanting to have a little bit better school environment for him. Yes, and those community values as well. Exactly. And it just seems like there's a lot different, like, family approach, and the the kids, like, didn't swear up here. It was actually 
very, very different environment from uh, from Washington. So how old were you when you moved here then? I uh, moved here when I was about 13. Oh, so you definitely remember the difference in environments. Oh, yeah, I remember because okay. I was running around one day and <laughs> I just, uh, you know, I said God on accident. Mm-hmm. And the the kid was like, oh, man, you just swore. He's like, you can't say that. I was like, no, I didn't. I had no idea. So <laughs> and then, yeah. yeah, the cultural values are so different. So exactly. Okay, so then sporting then, how do you feel about living in Utah now? What do you love about it? I absolutely love Utah. I'm a big outdoors guy. Like I try to get Marcella to go hiking with me. I love <laughs> snowboarding, anything in the water. Yes. I just like to be outside. Nice. So. Okay. Awesome. Utah gives you a lot of different advantages than other states do. True. That is true. <laughs> and especially, you know, when taking into consideration the four seasons. So you can do things like hiking part of the year, taking advantage of the mountains with the snow, another part of the year. So Exactly. Josh definitely loves to hike. So. <laughs> okay, so Josh, what were you doing before real estate? So I was actually, I guess it's kind of a long story, but um, for initially I, started, I was in I was in school, started college. I did a lot of sales, so I was working with pest control and security systems, and I was bouncing around like all over the country every single summer. Mm-hmm. And then I'd come back to school, and then I would just you know do like a part time job selling like gold and silver, something sales related, right? Okay. Because that's where that's where the money was at when I was in college. Right. So after that, um, I ended up buying my first home, and the loan officer that did my did my loan, he was like, "Hey, like I really like your you know personality, your attitude. Why don't you consider joining the industry?" So uh, I just kind of took it upon myself to you know take the tests and get everything done. Um, and during that same time, the company I was actually working for, which was a consumer finance company. Mm-hmm. I was doing a lot of, uh, I want to say like high interest loans, but it was like a cross between a Czech city and like a Wells Fargo. Gotcha. So we weren't 400% interest, but we weren't, you know, 20% interest, mm-hmm. somewhere in the middle. So I was doing a lot of these loans from origination to even having to collect on the account. Mm-hmm. And the, the biggest impact on my side was A, the company was trying to send me off to Arizona to go around a branch out there. Okay. And B, they were, um, you're requiring me to do, you know, a lot more work than I initially thought I'd signed up for. So the breaking point for me was when I had to repossess this girl's car. She just bought a car. She had like a little baby, you know, bought like this brand new Camaro and then COVID hit, right? Mm-hmm. So she lost her job. She wasn't able to make her payments. And so I ended up having to repossess her car, you know, three months into it. Oh, that's and a tough one. I, I was, uh, I was pretty sad and bummed out because she came in, she was screaming and yelling and crying and, you know, all the whole emotions. Sure. So, I was like, man, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna sell money, I'm, I might as well, you know, have it for, have a better purpose. Be on the right? joyful end of exactly. It. You know, somebody just come into a home. Exactly. <laughs> so, okay, I can <laughs> I can completely respect that. <laughs> so, um, and then Marcella, what were you doing before real estate? Um, well, I had the same job for nine and a half years before starting mm-hmm. um, real estate, but it was also in the real estate industry. So I did. Mortgage servicing for nine and a half years for a really big company in Utah. Um, I started in 2012, so we were still coming out of the 2008 recession. Um, loan modifications, short sales, deed and lose were all still really common. Mm-hmm. So that's um, primarily what I did for the first four years I was there. And then I moved to do um, escrow, insurance, mortgage insurance, mortgage insurance claims, 
Um, so really, the entire back end of the entire mortgage process is where I have lived pretty much my entire adult life. But um, in 2021, I was losing my supervisor. She was moving on to a new job out of nowhere, and I didn't like the management I was going to be staying with. So out of nowhere, um, I shouldn't say out of nowhere, my mom has been a real estate agent for 20 plus years. And I did attempt to get my license once, but I did like four hours and then and never opened the course again. <laughs> it expired, never thought about it. Mm-hmm. But this time I was pretty determined. I was like, I'm not going to stay back with management that I don't feel good about. And um, just did a complete 180, um, registered, got myself completely licensed and um, with a brokerage within 57 days of enrolling in school. Are you serious? That's yeah. so fast. It was really fast. Um, did a whole bunch of other changes at that time, too. But sure. it was, um, yeah, it was really fast. And since I was in the mortgage industry, it was a conflict of interest for me to stay working at SPS. So I had to cut cold turkey mm-hmm. and go straight um, straight real estate and commission-based at that time. But do you feel like knowing the back end uh, has contributed to your success as an agent? Yeah, absolutely. I think it helps a lot because I understand um, the back end. You know, I I've calculated modifications, which is I want to say it's literally the same thing as applying for a home loan modification, home loan, because you have to rewrite all the loan terms. So, just understanding, you know, debt to income ratio and um, how interest compounds and you know, how a property appreciates and just over time, what can happen um, with my mom in the industry and my dad, a general contractor, I think, yeah, I definitely had um, a really good, solid background that allowed me to progress really quickly. You definitely have an amazing real estate foundation. Yeah, absolutely. Why do you think you've been as successful with social media as you've been? Um, I think I always, I always tell people I always loved my phone. I, <laughs> I've always loved my phone. I know that's, that's very true. true. <laughs> that's nothing new. Um, my mom, I think in high school once I sent like 120,000 text messages and she calculated how much that was per minute. She was like, you're sending a text like every minute. And I'm like, while well, you're in school. And I was like, that seems about right. But <laughs> You know, I think ultimately, right right when I started my career, I went into a really uh, older company where everybody was at least older than 50, and none of them were doing anything that had um, real relevance in today's market and how agents are marketing themselves, but I was already on Instagram. I had already had a Facebook, and so going online and finding what people were doing was really easy for me. And I immediately adopted what other people were doing. And um, I just told myself that I wanted to be really consistent and that I set a goal to post every single day, one video, one static post. And I did that for a solid year. And I think that alone is the real reason that um, aside from obviously the, the, amazing support that my mother gives me in her career and the longevity she's had, but that alone has helped me create a name. It's just being in front of people's face and life every single day. I think that um, that's the most important thing. I know at some points I was like, man, I feel so annoying. 
I, they know I'm an agent, but <laughs> but I get that that's my job to tell mm-hmm. people, you know, every single day. So hopefully that one day when they do decide they want to buy, the first person they think of is me because I've told them every single day that sure. I sell real estate. Absolutely. Makes perfect sense. Now, Josh, you've had a similar approach in that you post very consistent and incredibly informative videos. So how do you feel that has contributed to your business in today's market? So with today's market, I feel like a lot of it's just staying in front of people, staying in front of your referral partners and your your clients. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of what I do, and Marcel tells me all the time, like, wow, you, you're really good at this. But it's just adding people on social media. Um, if I ever encounter somebody or I meet somebody at a networking event, like the first thing that I do is not give them a business card, but it's not get their phone number even, but just add them on social media. Because <laughs> the, the power of social media is that you can put one thing out there and you can reach, you know, 700 uh, uh, you know, 3,000 people. And I feel like that just that small post, it makes a very big impact as yes. far as being able to connect with people and just relay information. Yes. So now I have always been impressed with, um, you know, even, even just rewinding a bit. When I first met you, it was definitely more on a personal basis, you know, meeting you through Marcella. And um, the very first time that I invited you to my home, I had a thank you card on my desk within a week of that. And <laughs> and so I was really impressed with your ability to, you know, um, not just create a relationship, but actually, you know, contribute substance into that and show, you know, appreciation from the beginning. Where do you think that comes from? Uh, I mean, as far as the thank you cards or as far as <laughs> just, just your ability to really connect with people as humans rather than as a potential client. Of course. So, I mean, I, I like to put myself in other people's shoes. Okay. And so the big, big part of me when I was growing up is I had absolutely no empathy. So I didn't care like what happened, uh, you know, who or what happened where. But as I got older, I started to realize like, wow, you know, empathy is a really powerful, um, I wouldn't say even emotion, but it's a very powerful, uh, like personality trait. Exactly. Yes. So with that being said, I was able to um, well, first it started out with my parents, just putting myself in their shoes. Mm-hmm. And then it got easier to put myself into other people's shoes once I realized, you know, we're all human, right? We all go through the same stuff. Mm-hmm. So as far as being able to relate and connect to people, I really like to find out their story and like what their purpose is and what drives them. Okay. Um, and that allows me to you know, just kind of continue to follow up with them and, and build the relationships. I love it. Perfect. So aside from social media or even including, you know, that into it, Marcella, what are the top three things that you feel have contributed to your growth and where you are today? Um, I think obviously my family, um, 100% my mom and what she's been able to create over the last two decades. Feel free um, to elaborate on that because that's such an impressive and powerful story. Yeah, I feel like, uh, you know, my mom immigrating into the U.S. in her mid-30s, not speaking English, um, and being able to, within five years, um, obtain her CNA license and then a real estate license shortly after. Um, that's been super impressive. And then she stayed in front of the Hispanic um, community in, in more than one way by providing service that I think, now that I think about it, she, at some point in her life, needed those services. And I think she probably found herself not having them available. And so she took it upon herself to create those outlets for 
um, you know, not just the Hispanic community, because the immigrant community is enormous. It's, you know, the majority of our population, but um, providing them those services and allowing them to feel heard. And so that's been huge for me because she's done such a good job that I mean, a lot of um, our clients do come from my mom's prior clients, children that, you know, are maybe um, the children that she helped put in homes but are now prepared to buy homes. And their parents are obviously going to send them to my mom. But, you know, she's at a different point in her life. And so that's been obviously enormous. And I can't ever say that that hasn't played a part. I love the evolution of what you what you just described. You know, not only has she had an impact in her immediate clients' lives, but then she's been in the game for so long now that the children that remember that impact that Absolutely. she had are now working with her. Oh, yeah. If you meet my mom, she'll literally, everybody she has ever worked, she'll be like, oh, I know that client from when he was in diapers. Oh, I know that client. I held him. <laughs> or, you know, and that's awesome because it, that report was built so long ago for us. And when my sister and I come in and help a client, um, I think it, it already implies the type of service they're going to receive because my mom raised us. And so that's been super impactful. I think me, um, I think at the really beginning of the of my career, I didn't want to be, you know, this brokerage or that brokerage. I just wanted to be myself. And um, you, not everyone can do this, but I think my success and a lot of my success comes from wanting to do things by myself and not have a name behind me so that later on, you know, that was me that brought it up and my, myself, as far as, you know, my career and that independence. Yeah. Not, not, not that dependence. And so it's been rough. And sometimes people will say stuff and I'm like, wow, I didn't know that. Um, and I'm like two years into my career, but you know, I'll learn and real estate is a learning process. I think a lot of the time you think you can come in and know everything you're supposed to do. You're not Mm -hmm. Josh and I, literally discuss um our clients all the time and it's so nice because he thinks different than I do and I obviously think different than he does um but it's helpful to have other people you know to bounce ideas off of um but staying in front of of my audience and making sure that they know that I'm in real estate and also the follow-up I think a lot of the times I fall victim to not following up. And, um, you know, if you're ever like, man, where's my pipeline now? Or why am I not doing good? I promise you, just because you haven't been doing anything. <laughs> the follow-up is so important. It, it's really in the it's follow-up. Huge. It's so funny. You know, it, it's just like those, you can catch them just at the right time. Josh made a call last night, and the guy was, like, literally about to start his loan app. And um, he's like, well, that was perfect timing. But he does it so consistently that... You know, I think that's what really creates greatness is your consistency. You can do something good for a week, but if you don't stay consistent over, you know, the entire time you're doing the whatever you're doing, it's just not going to be fruitful in the end. Preach, girl. It's just like Marcella's social media when she first started making sure that she was posting, you know, the one static post and the one video a day. So when I first started the industry and I was calling agents up, uh, the number one question I would ask, you know, towards the end of the conversation would be, well, what what does your lender do right now uh, that, you know, that you like, or what is something that you don't like that lenders do? And not 
I would say probably 95% of the responses had to do with follow-up. Oh, I love that. So that's, you know, this is, that's why we do like our thank you cards. It's all part of our systems. You know, we do our, our weekly calls Yeah. Um, and everything's blocked out and, you know, and timed. So it's super easy and you don't even have to think about it. It's just click in the calendar. Okay. I know from 11 to 12, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. So I know that, Josh, you have that very analytical side of you, which also helps for you to understand the market. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, you you have a way of translating numbers that people like me can understand it very easily. Um, And then, you know, Marcella, you're very energy based and vibe based when it when it comes to people. And I'm sure that that vibrancy in you has helped you connect with people from an agent perspective. Do you find yourself pulling some of those traits from each other the more and more time you spend together. Yeah, I think that um, any seasoned agent, I mean, I'm probably not even considered seasoned, but um, I have, you know, lenders for every type of situation. And not every single lender has the personality for my client. Um, And I think that because I get to meet them and I see them in person, I know who to send. And, um, you know, Josh is absolutely a numbers guy, graph guy. He's going to break it down. And I know that, um, you know, for example, if I got a doctor coming in, I'm sending him to Josh because he's going to be able to sit down in a way that that person's going to be able to understand, you know, the loan. But also even just a a newer investor that wants to understand, you know, how their investment's going to grow over the next couple of years. He already has all of those spreadsheets and calculations set up. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of the time I do pick up from him. He'll say, um, well, where's your pipeline at? You need to start one or you need to do your CRM or, and then we'll finish and I'll be like, dang, you're right. I got, (laughs) I got some stuff waiting. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. So definitely from that. And I mean, I, I, Josh can speak to what trades he pulls, but, um, I love when he calls and he says like, Hey, this is the video I'm going to make today. Um, what do you think about it? And we might just like, you know, bounce ideas on and be like, okay, that's that, that blows better or whatever, you know? And so, yeah, I think all the time we pull from each other. It's been, it's been nice. Definitely. With, especially with the social media side of things. Like I normally, you know, I try to create a good script and then I'll always run it by some, somebody like Marcella and just say, Hey, can you, can you review my script really quick and make sure I've got everything right? Um, it's just, you know, there's a lot of opportunities out there to allow other people to kind of help you out. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but not only does that help me out, but I'm, I'm sure it makes Marcella feel good and saying, Hey, like, you know, I got to help him out with something. Yeah. So, so Marcella, you just started touching on this, but I'd like to ask you about it. How do you both, I'd, I'd like to hear both of your responses to this, respond to the general and absolutely incorrect assumption that people may have that because Josh, you're a lender and Marcella, you're an agent that you give each other your business exclusively. Oh no. (laughs) No, that's a fight. No, just kidding. Um, We have to have some drama in the podcast, right? I don't think we've ever, we never went into it as um, a business. Yeah. When Josh and I started dating, it was just us dating. And so it was never, hey, I'm bringing you a client. And I think it took us months, honestly, um, before we were like, okay, I think, you know. Ready to work a deal. I'm ready to work a deal together. And I think mainly because you're 
you're already, you know, in a personal setting and then you bring in work mm-hmm. and you should be leaving work outside of home. And so um, with that, I think uh, I pick and choose what I feel is going to be best for us um, as a as a couple, but also as a team. And I don't exclusively do that because that would be a disadvantage to my clients if I only exactly. worked with Josh. And, and Josh knows that at the end of the day, you know, what's best for the client is best for the client. And where our goal is to get them in a home or, you know, sell their home or whatever. But it's not to try to keep them with somebody just because of the end reward for us, right? Um, and that's always been, for me, my my biggest Thing. So I don't think we struggle with it at all because we both have really good integrity. But Exactly. So I'd love to hear your response as well. Yeah, I was going to say, just like Marcelo is saying, you know, whatever is best for the client is the best situation for them overall. It's like I'm not going to be able to do something that, you know, let's say like an ITIN lender can do or um, like the preferred lender with new construction, um, for instance. So, there, you know, there's specific things that um, you know, me as an outside lender wouldn't be able to touch. But um, on that same aspect, you know, if Marcel is able to help that client save, let's say, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars by using, you know, a different lender, then that's hundred percent that I want that client to go down. Sure. And so, now, do you feel like it's easy for you two to have that approach since you were both so immersed in the industry prior to becoming oh, of course personally? Of course. It's like if I get a lead down in St. George, my first thought isn't going to be like, let's send it down to, you know, Marcella. Mm -hmm. It's like I'm going to send it down to an agent that's already down in St. George or, you know, vice versa, like Nephi, Spanish Fork. I mean, those are pretty far away from like Salt Lake. So it's like I I would like to find like a client to find an agent that specializes more in that area for that client. Of course. Mm -hmm. Okay. I love that. I love that. So very personal question. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, right. Um, as a couple though, I mean, you are both so, um, you know, so intense about your businesses. So how do you balance your professional lives when you're supposed to be on personal time with each other? We don't. <laughs> you know what? That I was tell, perfect. I'll tell somebody, I'll tell this this to anybody all the time. I just started my career. The day will come where I can sit and relax, but right now I'm chasing the bag and I'm going to be chasing the bag for some time to come. So Josh and I know, and that's been probably the best part about our relationship is that if he gets a call and he has to take a nap or if he has to disclose a loan right as we walk into Disneyland, like that's okay, (laughs) you know? Um, We understand that we can't be at Disneyland if we don't disclose the loan. And so ultimately for that, um, it is very hard. I think that we do respect each other to a, a really big extent and that, you know, if we plan something or we're going somewhere that we would never allow work to a certain degree. Obviously, if a, a deal is imploding and my client's client calling or the loans, you know, about to collapse, which, which never happens, never happens. Um, you know, I hope you sense the sarcasm there. <laughs> no, our deals are solid every day. Um, there's no stress or anxiety. Of course, here. real estate is a very, very calm and peaceful business. To be in. That's why there are so many real estate agents. <laughs> but yeah, we I think we balance we we have not learned that balance because we're still new. 
Yeah, it's like our time right now in my head, and I have to tell myself this every day on the drive home. It's like my time is not my time. My time is my client's time. Okay. It's like if my client's available, then I'm available. So if I've got to make a phone call at 7, 8 o'clock at night, right, before we're you know getting ready to settle down, it's like I'm making that phone call. So this question is clearly from, you know, a very female perspective, but do you find any type of emotional gratification in that you can count on that consistent support from each other when it comes to your career goals and that it won't interfere? Yeah, I think it's all, it's great because we've already established that that's how we want to um, be mm-hmm. in our relationship, but also in our career. Mm-hmm. And I know that if he's taking a call and, you know, we're at home and the kids are being rowdy, I've got to take them outside or something. And it's just a respect that mm-hmm. I have because I'm on the other side as well. And if I was on a phone call and he was free, I would want him to do that, which he does. And I think that, um, you know, whatever we can do to help each other, uh, we do. So if he's like, I want to send a box of cookies to my client or I want to do, I'll take care of that for you, you know, or vice versa. He's always very willing to do um, whatever he can to, to simplify, you know, a crazy, hectic life. Exactly. You always, both of you always um, portray a very team um, team aspect with each other that uh, I've, I've never seen any type of like contention when it comes to the business end. And um, so if there is, you hide no. it very well. <laughs> so, but you both are running very impressive businesses. Tell me, Josh, how do you prepare for the week? How do you prepare for both your perfect week and your perfect day? So that's starting with the perfect day for me would just be making sure at night I like to review my calendar and make sure that I know everything that's popping up for the day. Mm-hmm. Um, throughout then, you know, just make sure I wake up. Try to I try to get up, you know, a little bit earlier now. I used to I used to not be a big morning person, but Marcella wakes up at like four a.m. on Marcella the dot. We'll bring that so, out of anyone. <laughs> yes. Yeah, she will. She will make you a morning person. So in the mornings now, I've been I've been finding it a lot easier to like go hit the gym um, and just kind of prep for my day. Go through any messages that came through over the night. You know, like nine o'clock past. Um, just allow myself to get set up for the day. Okay. And then. You know, just as when I get into the office, I already have my whole day planned out um, as far as like who I'm supposed to be calling and, you know, what what what, what thank you cards I need to be writing, etc. Okay. Um, now, as far as a perfect week go, uh, typically same thing, you know, Sunday, I'll start off by just reviewing the same schedule. Okay. Uh, make sure I know everything that's happening for the week. So I know like what days, like if I want to sleep in a day, like I know like, hey, this day I can sleep in because I've got I love that you schedule on. it. Oh, it's like, I'll know. Yeah. It's like on this Tuesday or this Thursday, it's like, I don't have any meetings of anything going on. So it's like, yeah, let's sleep until nine o'clock. Okay. I love that. What about you? Um, Josh is very list oriented, which I am as well. Um, but I live off my reminders on my Mm -hmm. phone. So I think my mornings do start very early because I do have two younger kids and, um, a good portion of the morning is very quiet while they're sleeping. So, so I, you take advantage. Yes, I do. <laughs> uh, I do. And I don't like to be rushed. So I like to wake up around 5 a.m. Sometimes it's 4, you know, your stress will wake you. You don't need an alarm. But um, 5 a.m. I like to wake up. I review um, usually my social media messages because... 
that is where a lot of my SOI and my clientele is, honestly. And I sometimes communicate with my clients um, primarily through, you know, social media. Mm-hmm. And obviously we text and stuff, but we also communicate through social media. And so I like to do that, and I like to only do that in the morning. I don't like to reply to my messages throughout the entire day because they feel like it causes me to be jumping in and out. Obviously, they think there's certain conversations that, you know, require that. But um, I like to send the mor- first hour of the morning to my social media. I like to post my my content. I think at the very beginning of my career, I was very intentional with just getting it out. Mm-hmm. posting whatever I could get out every single day so that it was just building checking right, that right, checking that box staying in front of people um now I am a lot more intentional with what I put on my social media obviously my story is completely different but um I like to leave that first hour for any marketing um because that's really where I've built most of my business so I do focus a lot of it on that Um, And then I have kids, so the next two hours are pretty much getting myself and the kids ready. Um, And then I go to the office and I review my reminders and, um, you know, depending on who I have under contract or what buyers or sellers I'm working with, I have certain deadlines and timelines. Um, Also with running NAREP Mm -hmm. and Sisterhood, um, there's always something going on. And so I live off my reminders. I think um, it's just what only thing I check really and my calendar updates. Gotcha. Okay. And now her CRM. CRM. I love that. I love that. (laughs) Slowly but surely you're becoming very systems based. (laughs) And you know, that's that's what makes my heart flutter. So yes, (laughs) we know Courtney. (laughs) So so you both um, have these incredible SOIs, but you're also both in your own ways so great at marketing. So when you look back on, you know, the last year to two years of your actual business, like looking at numbers, looking at your transactions, where do you think the bulk of your success has come from? Your actual referrals or the marketing efforts that you've put in? I mean, I feel like they kind of go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just like, what I think about is it's kind of like a roller coaster, the whole industry, mm-hmm. is you can do a ton of marketing and really vamp yourself up and start closing a ton of transactions. Mm-hmm. But if you let that marketing go, the next month or two, you're going to be at the very bottom of the roller coaster. So then you got to start building your way back up. Sure. Um, at least on my side, my team has really helped me out as far as being able to do a lot of the back end stuff for me, mm-hmm. which allows me to go out there and market more. Okay. <clears throat> so as far as my marketing efforts right now, um, I guess I should say when I first started, a lot of my marketing was just directed towards new real, real estate agents. Mm-hmm. So I would just call agents that have been in the business for six months or less and try to build relationships with them. Um, as we all know, you know, a lot of the real estate agents that start out brand new don't in, they usually end up making it. So the first year I lost about 80% of my referral network oh, okay. because none of these people decided to stay in the business. Right. right? And so that, that had a really flick a flick a switch in my head and say okay well let me let me find a way to expand my business Mm -hmm. and the way i was doing that was through buddy lunches uh Mm -hmm. or what i'd say you know inviting like a title rep out with you know one of their agents or inviting that agent that just quit and you know one of his friends that's still in the business right and so just doing that and being able to almost use word of mouth to help market myself Mm -hmm. i felt like really started elevating my referral partner network but not only that um it was 
getting connections with a lot of other types of trades. So not just inside the real estate realm as far as a realtor title rep, but knowing different contractors and knowing different people that can help do work Mm -hmm. um, for your clients. So when somebody calls you, it's like you have the answer and then they always think of you as that person that has the answer. I love that. What about you? Um, I would say that it's probably like 70, 30. Um, 30% referral and 70% comes through social media and, um, for me. Um, and now that I've got my sister as a part of our team, I've really pushed social media on her and her starting of her career and the development of her, you know, portfolio and watching her come upon her first client that she got through basically social media is like a complete like just, I it's that working. That was probably a maternal I, moment for you. It was too. kind of maternal, even though she's kind of more <laughs> she's older than me. But, but uh, it was <laughs> just nice to see the blueprint work, right? Yes. And I think one time I don't know where I was, but somebody said, you know, we're not doing anything record breaking, like or groundbreaking. Like it's just real estate, and what you're doing, someone has already done. So. That's also the benefit that we have because there's blueprints out there. Um, And so it's just nice that I can set that blueprint for my sister and watch her follow it and see her succeed at it. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, social media is 70% of my my transactions. And I think that it's the easiest way to nurture your clients because I nurture it through my daily activities. It's them watching me, you know work out or be with my kids or be, you know, at an event or whatever. But it's that consistency um, of staying in front of somebody that I think social media will always be the upper hand. I don't care what anybody says. I mean, I do think door knocking and cold calling is all, you know, amazing. But I do think that your job as an agent is to stay relevant and um, exciting and interesting. Make and people want to work, want with, to work you. with you, but also educate them. You know, mm-hmm. they want to feel heard and understood. And, you know, if you're educating a client by putting up a reel and, you know, you answer a question that maybe they had but didn't want to ask, mm-hmm. that's the best way. Um, so if you can put out you know, a reel every two days and it's averaging, you know, 2,500 views. That's perfect. That's all you need to do to continue to do. And, you know, your referrals will come in and then, you know, the rest is because my mother has been an agent for so long that I think decades will pass and we will, you know, have what she's built continue to pay. Okay. Okay. So you just opened the door to my next question. And I definitely uh, feel like I know the answer to this, but I want to, I want our listeners to hear both of you answer this. So industry fighting words, cold calling, yes or no, Josh, you first. Um, that's how I built my business from the start ground up. So I'd say, yes, it does work in a sense. But as I mentioned, I did lose a lot of my business during my first year mm-hmm. because a lot of agents were dropping out. And so, I mean, I'm primarily uh, referral based. And so cold calling is, I mean, that's, that's just part of, part of lending. Okay. Unfortunately. Um, I, what did you say? Cold calling or yes or no? No. Um, I would say no because I've never done it. And so I can't speak on something that I've never done. Um, I am very new to the industry and I've never had to pick up a phone. Um, 
to call and make uh, a true relationship with somebody. I think I've, I've, I just haven't done it. So mm-hmm. I can't say that it wouldn't work for me. What I can say is I spent nine and a half years behind a desk doing clerical work and answering a phone. And the last thing I want to do is go back <laughs> to being on the phones. And so when I hear dial 40 calls in an hour, I think PTSD of yeah, I yes. Twitch. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I've already done that. So I'm like, I'm going to pass all the code calls. Um, I do think that I'm a lot more powerful in person. And I think, you know, my personality shines more in person. So I would rather meet the client face to face. So, so, you know, we talk a lot about your successes because you have had a ton of success in two years. What has been your biggest challenge and how have you overcome it? I, I think I have, I think real estate is an evolutionary career. And as you, um, develop more, your problems become different. And so uh, to say that, um, I've overcome small obstacles in my career. Um, I don't know that I've, you know, really can say that all my, my issues have been figured out Mm -hmm. and that, you know, I think that there's still growth and I will never be happy with where I'm at. I think that I may be, I may feel, you know, I'm not even content, but I may be proud mm-hmm. of what I've accomplished, but I will always feel like there's that other level that I can get to. So, you know, right now with my sister and I just starting our partnership, um, there's so much that we can work on mm-hmm. and get better at. Um, I would say, you know, being able to overcome being in a small brokerage and then find one where I, I felt heard and um, I've been for, you know, the last year so far has been um, probably one of the best things I've done just because it allowed me to grow because mm-hmm. I wasn't worried about that. Um, it, it it gave me the space to become what I wanted to be. So I love that. What about you, Josh? I mean, I entered the industry with not really any prior connections. Okay. So it was just building the, like just building the referral base was, mm-hmm. you know, really tricky for me. Um, but I mean, as you know, I'm very personable. It's very yes. easy for me to like connect with people and talk to people. So um, after a little while in the industry, that wasn't so much of a challenge anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, really, it's just like people ask me all the time, what's what's harder? Is real estate or is lending harder? And I tell them it's like, just pick your poison because oh, sure. you're going to have challenges on both sides. And it's really random, kind of like a snowflake to where what those challenges are going to be because you don't know until, you know, it pops up with the client. Yeah. So it's just being able to keep your cool and Mm -hmm. figure out the situation, coming up with a solution and then letting everybody know. Okay. And it's okay if you don't keep your cool because, you know, it's just not possible. But get it done. That's why you need your support squad behind you for those It's okay if, you know. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I think it changes every day, every problem. But, yeah, like just the time we probably put into just a career because, I mean, we probably, I probably start my day at like 8.30, 8 o'clock. And then usually I'll finish around maybe like six or eight. So it's just like the time factor that you've got to put into the industry. I'd mm-hmm. say that's that's probably like my biggest challenge. Absolutely. I think that people think it's um, 
like an overnight success or you're going to go to this brokerage and it, you're going to become a great agent or you're going to come here and they're going to give you X, Y, and Z and that's going to, no, really the reality is um, like anything in life, if you want to succeed, it takes dedication and waking up and applying yourself um, and, you know, you can't reap rewards with only doing something for like one or two days, right? Absolutely. And I told Jaden that my son today that hates football and he's like, I don't want to go because the coach didn't tell me that it did a good job after I did something one time the other day. And I'm like, it's <laughs> not how it works. You know, you've got to do things consistently, come ready, be the best at practice every single day for weeks before somebody's going to look at you and say, oh, okay, you know what? Good job. Um, but you should never be doing it for the good job. It's, you know, for, for personal reasons. So I think you definitely have to, you got to give it your all. You can't expect greatness if you're not really trying. Absolutely. So if you could both rewind to the very beginning of your careers and just tell your, you know, your baby agent and your baby lender one piece of advice, what would that be? Hmm. Keep your circle small. Keep your circle small is my response. Well, I will embrace that. One thing. That's tricky. Um, I'd say stay consistent. Okay. Just you know, through marketing efforts, through phone calls, follow-ups, mm -hmm. just whatever's working for you. It doesn't matter if it's cold calls or social media or door knocking. Just like if you like it and you find joy doing it, that's what's going to make you happy. So just continue to do that. Excel at it and... I think that'll make you successful. Okay. Okay. Um, what does the future look like for you, your business, and your family right now? Um, well, right now, my sister and I and my mother and um, a few other agents have started, you know, my our team. And right now, it's it's growing that and, and um, continuing to develop NARREP is also a huge um, focus for me as I head in, as we head into 2024. Absolutely. Um, and doing another year of presidency. So that, and then, you know, with my family, I think um, just more vacations and what we were able to accomplish this year, I think it's real estate is that you got to sustain it. You know, doing good one year means nothing if you can't sustain being in this industry for a long time, which I feel like I can do if my mom's been able to do it for 20 years. I feel like, you know, um, I, I'll be able to figure it out. So, okay. Definitely. Josh, what about you? Um, that's a good question, Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been, uh, I've been recently being prospected to become the renovation specialist for cross country mortgage. Really? So I'm looking down a couple angles. Um, as far as picking up a new position with them or like a promotion per se. Congratulations, Josh. Um, I'm also looking to getting my real estate license to see if uh, I can kind of work both hand in hand. Wow. Side by side. You'd have an incredible mentor. Exactly. Resource available. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure, Marcella, you are so thrilled about that idea. <laughs> hey, you know what? I think that um, if you cannot be in another room with another agent you aren't that good and josh will have his own clients and i'll have my own clients and so exactly. i love that idea that he'll he'll be on the other side because he makes it so easy uh no 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 i told you earlier pick your poison yeah pick your poison i know it's i know it's time to do i could do and i'm like oh my God. 
Uh, as far as my personal career goes, I see myself elevating in a lot of different levels, just as far as on the mortgage side and just in the real estate business, helping myself just become the best person that I can be. Mm -hmm. uh, as far as family goes, I absolutely love being with Marcella. She's taught me a lot of different things. Her kids are absolutely fantastic. Not a bad bone in their body. So great seeing you with them. They love you. Ex yeah, so. definitely. I can tell. I mean, they're super happy when I come over and there's just a lot of good energy while I'm over there. So great energy. Yeah, I think it's I think we've got a really good thing going on and I'm happy to happy to see it while the, while the world's turning. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I love it. So, OK, Marcella, where can people follow you? Um, at Marcella, the realtor yep. on on Instagram and then just Marcella Torres on Facebook. OK. Josh, what about you? Um, so I'm the loan doctor. It's the underscore loan doctor on Instagram. And then Facebook is just Josh Haley, H-A-L-E-Y. Perfect. Well, we're going to go ahead and conclude today's episode. Thank you so much for being my guests here at the Nova Show. Thank so you. again, we've had the brilliant Marcella Torres and Josh Haley here. Thank you so much. Thank you to our listeners for joining in with us. And until next time. Have a great day. See ya. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please rate us, like us, and share this podcast with our real estate community. The Nova Show Real Estate Record, sharing raw stories of real estate, failures, lessons, wins, and successes. This is all from Novation Title, bringing a different experience into your world so that we can all uplift each other. Until next time.